Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live. It is now. Live. We are live. Welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics. Feels <laughs> so good to be back. My life is now back in balance. Uh, my life was in flux as I was not on here for three weeks. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what day it was. Um, feels very good to be back, though. Uh, my Friday nights are not normal unless I'm talking about Packers with Bryant. And uh, we missed Simon tonight, but we have uh, myself, Tyler Bryant. So we have some good stuff to talk about. Obviously, a big-time win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, nobody thought that we would be able to do it. But, again, Jordan's young offense, the defense, Joe Barry. There's a lot of people to, to give love to for this one. And then we have a preview for the game against the New York Giants on Monday night, which should be a good one. Uh, Giants look uh, hot and cold at times, more cold than hot. But, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm excited. They're a little underrated, but we'll get to that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It, it moments. That's why I said hot and cold. I didn't just say cold, but they've been more cold than hot. Yeah. Um, Reggie, you did, and we we did with our heart predictions. Uh, it was more just uh, giving a callback to the uh, – the broadcast where literally like all broadcast. nine analysts all picked the Chiefs. Yeah, and we, we posted that on the page, and yep. uh, we've got some pretty funny reactions to that as well. So, uh, yeah, so if you're here, you're going to join us. Welcome. Bryant, how was your week, man? Haven't talked to you in a while. It was good. Busy. Uh, my my supervisor's out of town, so I was in charge for the most part. Um, oh, so how many had... buildings did you burn down? <laughs> <laughs> My daughter decided to bust her chin open and get some stitches, so that was oh, fun. And, uh, you know, so I'm glad it's Friday. Um, going to the hockey game tomorrow night, you know, for the number one team in the nation, so that'll be fun. And then uh, gotta have something to do. You know, yeah, yeah. And then uh, ready for football on Sunday and Monday again. So yeah, let's go, let's go. Got some right big on. games on Sunday as well that impact the Packers' playoff chances, but we'll get into that as well. Uh, I'm going to tease just a little bit. We will have some very exciting news coming at the end of December. Just going to just gonna tease that a little bit. Just kind of sow the seeds a little bit. We'll announce that towards the end of December. But some exciting news coming at the end of the month. Yeah, man. Uh, lots of hard work. We appreciate everybody involved. It's going to be – 2024 is going to be an exciting year, I think. I think we're, we're just trending upward, 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 as long, along with the Green Bay Packers. So uh, let's do this. Hell yeah, Reggie! There you go. Go Army, go Army, Navy. Navy. We've we've owned them the last couple of years, and it's been beautiful. So I just like the uniforms, really. So I got a funny story about that. I can say real quick. I was go in a for it. so I was in a building. I won't say which building, but the the <clears throat> main leader of this building, right, would sit up yeah. in a big um, office with a big like glass window to look down on what we called our watch floor, and this guy was army right but we had we were all joint or whatever so there's a bunch of like um navy people down there or whatever and it was coming up on the army navy game so he stood up on the window and he he like held up a go navy shirt or whatever so all the sailors and stuff were all freaking out like cheering and stuff 
it, it goes on for like two minutes and then he pulls out a bottle of Windex and sprays the window and starts wiping the window with the go Navy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was epic. It was so great. And then we beat him that weekend too. So I love it. It's pretty good. Love it. All righty. So we got the three stars and the underrated performer from the chiefs game. I have the number one star Jordan love. 25 out of 36, 69.4% completion percentage, which which is nice for multiple reasons. Yeah. Uh, we spent about four, four or five weeks dealing with people complaining about his completion percentage. Yeah. Uh, so that is up. And he also had three touchdown passes again. So Jordan Love, fantastic. We'll talk about him a little more in depth. He's got his own segment on this year's show. So uh, Jake has the number two star. Number two star is no more than number nine, Christian Watson. Uh, seven catches, 71 yards, two touchdown, one on somebody's head. He had a 19 oh, long for a reception. Uh, he had two rush attempts for 15 yards or 13-yard long on that. Um, 69% nice from Simon. Good call out, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I think Christian Watson showed his ability. Uh, I like how I was like, dude, we need to start using him on some jet sweeps. And LaFleur was just like, yeah, that guy, that guy in that Wisco Fanatics, he's right. We should use him because he's fast. <laughs> jet sweeps. Um, I love it. We got to use him. Use all these guys and all their skills. and like, like, Just let it go. In the last couple of weeks, you could tell that the offense has really ticked it up with everybody just doing everything. Yeah. So covering for Simon, the third star that we picked is Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, mainly for the fact that Keyshawn Nixon single-handedly won the turnover battle yeah. for the Green Bay Packers in this game. Uh, and then Lucky Bryant. Bryant gets to pick the underrated performer this week. So I had a couple that I thought about. I had Carlson I thought we could have because he was a big game. Touche. Yeah. I thought Romeo Dobbs, like that that fourth down catch is mm -hmm. huge. But ultimately I went with A.J. Dillon. Uh, good one. The 18 carries with the 73 yards. But the thing was, he had a couple plays where he didn't want to be tackled. He kept going. Um, what did we all talk about? I gave the stat. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but talked about time of possession, two to three Chiefs losses. They had lost time of possession. Uh, mm -hmm. Every other game they controlled it, they pretty much won. Uh, what we do, the first drive of the game, it was like an A.J. Dillon, like, picking apart drive. Like he, That first nothing drive huge, was wild. Yeah, nothing huge gainers or anything like that, but he just – he made them respect the time of, you know, the run game. So that helped control the time of possession. I mean, 18 carries for 73 yards, just over four yards per carry. And then he also had a 14 yard reception. So overall, I just, you know, was a solid game by him. And we really needed that. Um, and I think we'll need it again this week once we get into the analysis, but really good game from AJ Dillon. Yeah, definitely a good call. All right. Uh, Bryant, starting with you. How are the wide receivers coming along? Man, what a, I feel like I've said this every week, but man, what a fun game to watch, right? Like it sucks to see Watson go down right when he's just, he's was getting on a roll. Like he was yeah. becoming what he was the second half of last year. Again, uh, good call Simon. Yes. Um, but like Watson is, he's seriously starting to be that threat again. He, luckily it sounds like it won't be as serious, but it just sucks to see him go down. I highly doubt he plays this week. Right. Um, but he's, he's on a roll. Dobbs is just continuing to be um, consistent. The Watson touchdown that was followed like two plays after that catch by Dobbs was disgusting. Like, was, dude, the like, throw and the, the catch. throws and the catches are like how hard of a catch that is that Dobbs made. People might think it should have been easy. Like he gets hit in the hands 
immediately, like that person, the player's shoulder or helmet or whatever, smacks him right in the hands, right when he's grabbing that ball and he holds onto it. And then that play to Watson is just like, that's like the special type of stuff. Like people don't understand that not every quarterback in the NFL can do that, that throw. And then, you know, that, that was just disgusting by Jordan Love. And then what a concentration, great, like up by Watson to snag that ball. I have um, both if we want to talk about them. Say again. I have yeah, both. We want to put them up I mean, and talk can, about them. We can do that now for sure. Like, I like this play is just this is like top five, top ten quarterback type of throw. Like teams are envious of that. Like that ball placement is insane, bro. You guys want some next gen <laughs> stats on that? Like thirty percent. Percent completion percentage chance or something like that. Yeah, thirty point eight percent completion and only one point one yards of target separation on that. So I mean, insane. That just is on, just on this frame alone. What if I told you that Christian Watson is the guy that catches this ball? Yeah, like nuts. He just dropped it in the bucket, like, and then bro. Yeah, that's so insane. sick. Playing six five, gotta love it. Like when you start playing with confidence and. Pl- Stuff those are the types of plays you start completing in weeks from weeks like three through eight or nine. That wasn't a complete pass, and now they're playing with confidence. And then the concentration right here on this play for one, Josh Myers gets absolutely destroyed, I think, right away, or who I couldn't remember, but just for him to hold on to that ball is nuts. Like, how how do you hold on to that? Like a guy died, like hits him in the arm and then like died. And then in the back as well, he's getting hit from, he's basically getting accordion right there and he holds on to the ball. <laughs> That's like That's dropping in the bucket. That's what you, uh, doing those net throws into the net, like you were talking about, Tyler. That's, That's what I that. said, yeah. That's that drill right there. Bro, okay. And I love this because he could have taken a sack here, not throwing it. He's, bro, we did get away with the hands of the face there, by the way, but um, yeah. He didn't the, grab at least, so yeah, and it, but, was, it dude, was pretty brief. But like, just for him to even give him a chance is great. Here, you see younger quarterbacks just take a sack there, and just it's on fourth down. You know what I mean? If he right. takes a sack there, they got the ball in our half of the field. Worst case scenario, he throws this ball up and it gets picked, and it serves as a punt, anyways. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> I hey, in fairness, I told you to wear two pairs, so <laughs> electric on these plays. Ready said, Ready was at the game, so yeah. For me, the, the craziest part of this play is watching Romeo Dobbs because he's obviously running his route. The ball's already out, and he's he's looking at 22. He's looking to see if the ball is going to be coming his way. He's looking for, to see where Jordan Love is, and then he makes the adjustment to look straight up. Yeah, did you watch the QB school where he talks about when, how early Jordan threw that ball? Like just I didn't get a chance to watch that this week. It's insane. Like He throws it so early. like before. It's kind of like one of those up and in routes. And he mm-hmm. throws it when he's still like just straight up. He drops it right into that bucket. So I love how I love that. In the background too. I love that. Yeah. So, and like, then you see and you see Christian Watson on the other side. I wish we could get like a wider view where you see Christian Watson's pointing at Dobbs too. That'd be a yeah. sick still picture right there. But um, but yeah, moving wide receiver development. So aside from them too, Malik Heath had a drop of made up for a couple plays later on that absolute nasty juke. That was his one catch, but he's, you know, he's come up big. And then Dontavian Wicks just continues to be like that solid, like James Jones type of production. Like if you want to go back to the, the tri, the trifecta we used to have 
43, 43 yards again. So really just a real fun game from the wide receivers. Yeah, Dontavian Wicks, he, he's he got a couple drops. I can't say it's been like like a problem issue. Like when MVS was here, like if he's open, but he's had drops. Like Dontavian Wicks, we knew he came in with drops, but it hasn't really been a problem. Mm-hmm. Like he's had a couple, but it's not something where it's like, okay, we need to bring Samari Toure back into the fold. Samari Toure, complete afterthought in this offense. Yeah. As far as the tight ends go, uh, Green Bay, the Packers became the first team in the Super Bowl area in the Super Bowl era to have three rookie tight ends score touchdowns. And Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, and Ben Sims all scored their touchdowns on block and release plays, which is awesome. My favorite. I love those. Tucker Kraft played 61 snaps, 95% of the snaps. He had six targets. He had three receptions, 37 yards. Uh, he's becoming kind of a safety valve kind of player. And then obviously we know he was drafted for his blocking. Uh, ben Sims, 20 snaps, 31% caught his first career touchdown. He had one target, one reception, one yard, one touchdown. Just ones across the board. It's 11-11, make a wish. His wish was for a touchdown and he got it. Um, <laughs> Wicks are the same type of receivers. They're, they're kind of similar. I think... I think Dontavian Wicks is the better route runner, and I think Malik Keith. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. That's probably about it. I would just I'll say t- I'll tell you Wicks what they have: route runner. They're like late to undrafted guys with attitude, and they play with it. They play with physicality. Yeah. Um, so on Tucker Craft got a huge gain too. It was actually on a completion to Watson where he ended the one where he ends up rolling out of bounds. When you get a chance to watch QB school, I mean, I, I feel I have a feeling they're gonna come back to this because Tucker Craft was wide open in the middle of the field, like wide, wide open, and he would have ran for at least 15, 20 more yards. But I gotta bring up the quote that I heard on the radio today, and then Jake sent it to me. So this is Tucker Craft. This is Tucker Craft <laughs> saying this. This is in response to his blocking. So he said, I am comfortable with violence at the line of scrimmage. I want to punish defenders as a blocker. I see the emotions in their face change. Once I put them on their heels, I can feel their breath leaving. They exhale as I fall on top of them. Bro. It's like a dude's a killer. Like a final paragraph from a book, like where he just takes someone's life. <laughs> right. Tyler, what did I always tell you was my favorite part about hitting somebody, dude? Is hearing the breath come out of them, dude. That was the best part. It's like you're playing like a 1v1 for like four hours and then you finally win some <laughs> Hunger Games shit right there. <laughs> right. Simon said Matt LaFleur's play calling lately with the Italian hands. Definitely. And That's it goes, playful. the pass game distribution, absolutely part of this. Ten different players targeted by Jordan Love this week. Yeah. Nine mm. different players with receptions. That's every game this year, isn't it? Now that he's at least seven. Every every single game has been at least seven. Uh, this yeah, this week ten, and we didn't have Luke Musgrave and Aaron Jones playing. Dang. This is this is why I'm I'm off onto my tangent now. Here we go because I've said this thirty times this year. This is why I am begging people to drop the wide receiver one depth chart mindset. Get rid of it. If we have 12 fucking guys that can get passes thrown to them, what do what do defenses do with that? I don't care who the wide receiver one quote quote on the depth chart is. I don't care. 
because we have 12 guys that can receive passes and all of them have to be respected in the offense. Obviously, not all 12 of them can be on the field at the same time. But the yeah. fact that the depth of the weapons is there, that is scary for opponents. And it goes to Jake's point for what he says about what he thinks about the future of the offense is, and it's absolutely correct. Yeah, they're they're going to, bro, in two years, I'm telling you, buy your Super Bowl tickets early, people, because we're going to be going nuts. Hopefully. Um, Reggie said love for MVP, just saying, only four touchdowns behind Dak. If he closes the gap a little bit, we I, can talk. If, if we continue this win streak – Right. And say we jump to the sixth seed even. Like, I'm not even, like, talking crazy, like, because we can't have the five, obviously. But if we get to the sixth seed, bro, and we're on a massive win streak going into the playoffs, I think the chatter will start. Kenneth brought something up. He said, I'm excited to see what they do to finish the season, which, absolutely, they have five winnable games on the slate. He said, it might be overreaching, but they have won the Super Bowl from the sixth seed. I think – like I talked about last season or at last week, it's weird because we're a little ahead of when Aaron first started. Right. We're like at, we're kind of like halfway between Aaron's first season and a second season where we had yep. that awful Cardinals loss. That's where I feel like we're at right now. So yep. I don't think the Super Bowl is, you know, in our sights this year. I think we can make some noise in the, the playoffs. I think we're probably if we continue to play the way we are and we get even more healthy. People are going to be like, I probably don't want the Packers. <laughs> um, I, but, I think if we draw anybody but San Fran, I think we can make it to the second round. Yeah. I and agree. then as far as Jordan Love, I plan on I plan on saying something about that a little bit later. But, yeah, if I think for him to be in that conversation, we'd probably have to finish 5-0. and He'd probably have to go on a run of, like, what, 13 to 15 touchdowns, so basically three more a game to, and get into those numbers because of his interception ratio a little bit because, yeah. you know, he had those, like, three interceptions at the end of the games trying to win the yeah. game. But I do think he should be 100% in consideration for a Pro Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. He's already had a better season than Mac Jones's rookie year when he was a Pro Bowler. Yeah. He's already better than that. And now Mac Jones on the bench for Bay. Hey, did you guys know that Jordan Love has six career wins as a starter? Oh, I did know that. Justin Fields has seven. <laughs> About to be tied up this weekend. He's in his third season as a starter. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. On the passing game distribution, Christian Watson, seven receptions on nine targets. Um, Tucker Craft had six targets. Dobbs and Reed had five targets, four receptions each. Dontavian Wicks had four. Uh, Malik Heath had two. He had the one. Uh, one drop, like Brian said, and then the one reception where he had a nasty juke and had a dude uh, crawling on the ground looking like he's going to do a bear crawl drill. <laughs> as far as spreading the ball on the field, this is impressive, actually. So Jordan Love, we already mentioned he was 25 of 36. At mm-hmm. or behind the line of scrimmage, he was 9 for 10. That's what would be expected. Between 0 and 9 yards, he was 10 out of 12. From 10 to 20 yards, he was 2 out of 6. He had a few throwaways. That that counts into those. Um, and then 20-plus yards, 4 out of 6. 4 out of 6, that's 67% 20-plus yeah. yard throws for a guy that can't throw the deep ball. Uh, Darian, I think if we do win out or even go 4 I think if we go 10 and 7, say, and make the playoffs, I think Matt LaFleur deserves serious consideration for Coach of the Year. Absolutely. I agree with that. And Brian Gudikins for GM as well. Absolutely. Gudikins for if, executive. If Gut doesn't win, 
because I was going through it with Tyler the other day. The last two drafts have made up, what was it, over 50% it of the It was 27 of the 53. The last two drafts in free agency have made over 50, like 53% of the freaking roster, dude. It's insane. If he doesn't win an executive of the year in the next two years, dude, I'll, be, I'll shit my pants. Uh, Samuel brought up the exec, the coach from Houston. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah. He's, he's having a good season, too. Yeah. In, Mike McDaniels, maybe, or whatever in, down in Miami. Yeah. He picked Jordan Love with the 26th pick, not the second pick. Yeah. Um, Tank Dell was a good pick, and I hate that he got hurt. Yeah. Texans, we we did we did give the Texans their flowers when we did our draft coverage. We streamed for the first two days of the, the last two seasons, really, because didn't they take Petrie yeah. last year and we all liked him a lot? And... Yep, they've been having some good drafts, dude. Yeah, and we've given them their credit. The Texans have absolutely been nailing their drafts. Yeah. Okay, um, Bryant, did you have a chance to look up anything for the offensive line to cover up uh, to cover for Simon? Uh, I didn't, but I mean, we can talk about it. Uh, the okay. fact that I, I just pulled it up. Um, Packers, they gave up 16 pressures. It's okay. I'd obviously like that number to be a little bit lower. Um, only the one sack, three quarterback hits, 12 hurries. Yeah. And the one sack was like an awful sack, but it comes out, Matt LaFleur comes out and says, we pretty much told him it's okay to take a sack. He said, I don't want you to lose 10 yards next time, Right, but take the sack there. But I mean, they got, you know, devoured, but to give only one sack to that team. And yep. it was pretty much like a planned sack because he could have thrown it away but didn't want to. Right. That's that's like this offensive line the last three, four weeks, holy cow. Uh, even in the running game, they're getting a little bit better. I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, sure. like, it, really good. Yeah. Adarian mm-hmm. said Gutekunst has been drafting some gems over the years, which is why I'm okay with him as GM. Absolutely. And I think we talked about it, that Jordan Love was going to be kind of the, the deciding factor on if he's a good drafter or not. And I think between Jordan Love and this year's draft class, the answer is it's there, there's no question that the answer is yes that he's a good GM. Yeah, and, his his G, his career as a Packers GM on Jordan Love, and he yeah. went all in. He didn't once he thought he was ready, he didn't hesitate, and that's like that takes some cojones, and I love it. And he got rid of the third round bug. Yeah, yeah dude. Yep. And not only that, he did that, and then the same season. Went and picked up another third rounder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love this team right now. Like, and just thinking down. about I, the fact that we'll have some capital next year, and it sounds right. like I, it sounds like I don't yep, know how I feel, and I don't know. Time, we yeah. could, this could be off season topic, but with Bakhtiari, if he's going to come back, he's going to have to restructure. Right. Uh, we have a lot of picks going into this year. Right. I, I didn't think our second round pick would be behind the Jets, but I'm okay with it because now you know we're playing well and. So we're gonna have a lot of capital. Like, getting right a better at, pick, you know, like right from that twenty to like forty-five spot, we're gonna have a lot of picks right there. So uh, we have like four dude. in the top fifty, something like that. Yeah. Um, nice. What I'll say is on getting that extra third-round pick for Rasul Douglas, um, it does sound like from the comments that Gudikins made, it does sound like they're maybe probably gonna move up. Yeah, that's a good thing. I like that. We might, up, we might end up drafting three second rounders, or probably yeah. move up in the first. Yeah, that's they're gonna, they're gonna go I get one of the leaning. one of the top yeah. tackles, in my opinion. They have to. Yeah, go get one of the top left or right tackles and call it a day. If we could somehow get up, like if the guy that I want is Olu Fashanu from Penn State, if he falls to like nine ten, I would expect Gutekunst to be making calls. 
He was getting his ass whooped in that Ohio State game, I'm just going to say. The defensive end from Ohio State was owning his ass. And maybe maybe that does let him fall. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Bryant's running game. Really said much, pretty much everything I need to say about A.J. Dillon during the star, but I like to see uh, Patrick Taylor back on. That dude has been so loyal. to. I know he went to a different practice squad, but he has – been through a lot with the Packers, like yep. getting called up, getting put back down, getting called up, and then cut, and then basically resigned a week later. Because so, like, like good for him, right? To even just bust off the one long run, um, yeah. you know. And I mean, it was nice that we retained him over James Robinson because we could easily cut him and kept James Robinson again. I mean, obviously, I didn't like the like what they seen from James Robinson two yard carry because then they got rid of him. That's fine because Kenyon yep. Drake, I think, is a little more explosive anyway. Um, Reggie just asked the question. Do you guys? I do think there. If it depends, if Aaron Jones plays this week, he won't be called up. Um, Exactly. If if Aaron Jones doesn't play this weekend, which I'm hoping he does, because we need that explosive playmaker with Watson likely out. Yep. Um, But I think Kenyon Drake can. He won't get many snaps, maybe five to ten. But I think he could hit a home run because he is pretty. If I'm not mistaken, right? He's a speedster a little bit. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I thought he was one of his time in like Arizona. Malafleur brought up Kenyon Drake today. He was asked about it if if he's having any troubles acclimating or anything like that. Matt Lafleur said he's got experience in similar systems, um, so he said he is acclimating quickly, like when they're doing their walkthroughs and stuff. So I absolutely could see Kenyon Drake uh, suiting up for the Packers on Monday if they're going to hold Aaron Jones one more week. If I had to guess, and I get that we're just guessing at this situation. Um, but I would guess that Aaron Jones is going to play based on the fact that he's been practicing for the last two days. And he said that tomorrow will say a lot. So, right. but overall, as a running game, they had 21 running back carries for 104 yards. That's pretty. That's plenty productive of what we what we needed in this game to maintain the clock. So, yeah. and then you mix that with Jordan Love's high percent completion percentage, we chewed away the clock. Like that was. Excuse me. How fast was that first half? Like insane. I was like, dude, there was, was like five possessions in like, the first half. Yeah, that was it. Insane. And one of them was a one play. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. So um, great, great game by them. Reggie said, I say move Taylor down and bring Drake up. The I thing that Patrick Taylor brings, though, is pass protection. Yeah. That's that's why Patrick Taylor keeps getting promoted back to the roster. He doesn't have any more demotions. That's why he went to the Patriots practice squad. Yeah. So right. I he think he's earned the right the to. I think he's earned the right to be on the 53, and if Kenyon Drake gets called up and all of a sudden plays, outperforms him, then that's when you have that conversation. But I think Patrick yeah. Taylor, knowing uh, first pass blocking, he can catch the ball, and he, he just broke off a nice 24-yard run for us. I right. mean, I feel like you keep him on there and you, you let him go a little bit. Adarian said Joe Alt or J.C. Latham. We're going to get into draft stuff. That's We'll save that for the offseason. But, yeah, definitely some uh, options out there. Uh, Darian said, Kenyon Drake, as I recall, has never been an RB1 for any team, which is why I feel he can be a good fit. I think he was for the Raiders for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had he had a, a good stretch for the Raiders. Um, <laughs> Cody said, I can't believe we're talking about the game where we paid the refs so Love can throw three more bangers. <laughs> I lo- Dude, yeah. how much more could the, the broadcast just be all over Mahomes and wanting them oh to my God. Chris win Collins the game so bad? So Let's ignore the late hit that was atrocious that set up that Hail Mary. Let's ignore that the clock should have been running when MVS was going backward. Let's ignore yeah. the fact that there should have been a 10-second runoff. Yep. Like, come on now. And and the other thing that I'll say is, <clears throat> I'll say this. 
I guess the refs gave up the three uh, sacks in the red zone in the first half too. That's that's where I was going. Is if you want to say that the Packers won this game because of the officiating, or Kansas City lost the game because of the officiating, that's a bullshit excuse. The Chiefs lost this game because their first two drives they settled for field goals. That's four points they left on the board, and then they failed a two point conversion. That's six points they left on the board. Or sorry, that's six points and eight points with the two point conversion that they left on the board. I'll say this. Uh, one incident, I saw a Chiefs fan who was actually being realistic, and he said the Packers performed in the red zone. The Chiefs did not. That's the yep. real reason they lost the game, yep. plain and simple. And Mina Kims, love her. She is tremendous on ESPN. She's one of the few people I actually respect on that show. She was asked about the, the late non-call on the PI, and she said, I don't care about that. The Packers were the better team for 60 minutes. 100%. Yeah. You could, when you watch that game, and you take you take your hater glasses off. If you're just simply watching, one team's wearing all black uniforms, one team's wearing all white, right? No logos. I'll tell you what, the Packers look better. Yeah, uh, Cody said they lost because Biles was at the game. I'll say this: like Simone Biles, Taylor Swift, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I, will, I was kind of pleasantly pleased. I only seen Taylor Swift's like face once or twice. I, was like, I know, dude. Thank God, dude. It was annoying as hell that they were like tracking her plane and shit like hours up to the game. It's like, bro, dude, did you see the crazy. goddamn news? Did you see the news? They no, I didn't don't even. Watch they on Monday they didn't even talk about any of the plays. They were like, "Oh, Taylor's left Wisconsin at blah 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 time." Like, why do you know that? They're why, tracking why her plane. They're really tracking that? her plane. Yeah, what 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 is this? Okay. Holy <laughs> We've already spent too much time talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how do the Packers do in the red zone? So, um, so are you talking? Did you say offense or defense? Jake, how do the Packers do in the red zone offense? Still on offense. Red zone offense. You guys are gonna like this. They were balling, boy. So, I also took some time of possession stuff. So, so Brian's gonna be a big fan of this. So, first possession, first and 10 at the 20, love the read, no game. Second and 10 at the 20, Dylan for six, gets to the 14. Third and four, love the wicks for seven. Third down, money down. That's the goddamn you need. Love that. First and goal, Dylan for one. Uh, oh, got, got for six yards to the one-yard line. Second and goal from the one, love finds Sims for his first ever touchdown. And I was geeking. That was that finished off a 13 play, 75 yard, seven minute and 47 second drive. You want to talk about taking a big boy shit on somebody? God Man, damn! Dude, eight minutes on a good defense, and that's what I'm talking about. The AJ Dillon's drive our runs. He didn't have any big runs, but if you name those two runs again, he had there two six yard runs inside the 20. Yep. That's half, more than half of what we need to get to score yep. in that position. And they put us in above this or ahead of the sticks in short yardage and, you know, chances to complete those. So yeah, just huge call. runs by Dylan. Yeah, from the 14-yard line, he got 12 of them, dude. That's yeah. that's big boy stuff. And earlier in the drive, he picked up a big third down as well. Yeah. So you get to the second touchdown drive. I only write down the plays in the red zone because that's all I'm covering. Second and one at the 18, Dylan ran for four yards, get to the 14. First and 10 from the 14. Dylan runs five yards to the nine-yard line. Second and five from the nine, Love tried to throw to Watson. It was incomplete. Third and five from the nine, Love throws a touchdown to Watson. And, man, I got to tell you. Let me put that play up. 
put that Sandals play up. Said it, and then they bit on the run. They absolutely did, and that's what makes the block. I didn't block even look at that, but what you're telling me right now is it's like just quick math. What, 30, 40% of A.J. Dillon's rushing yards came from inside the, the red zone? Dude, he this was... is this is the play that Jake's talking about now. Oh, Absolute so great job. First of all, the patience to allow the play to develop. He doesn't panic. He steps up in the pocket. Look at him lift his feet. Look at the awareness. Him lift his foot right there, his left foot over the the guard's feet. He's not looking at him. He just knows where he's at. Look at that. Yeah, that's. And then his ability. <laughs> we did it again, dude. We did it again. His <laughs> ability to double covered right now. Platform is ridiculous. Re. Ridiculous. Like the quick reset. He's jumping. He's jumped. <laughs> it's insane. Bro, I gotta tell you, I know why people hate us, dude. I know why. <laughs> like, are you shitting me? We did it again. <laughs> like, look how explosive he is when he moves up in the pocket, how quick he is right here. Just boom, boom. right there. Like, yep. and then just stays behind his blockers, too. That's oh. The, him stepping up and then staying in the pocket was yeah. I was I was so impressed. Yeah, that was. You want to talk about a mama mia, dude? God, oh, that that mama's the mia. <laughs> so yeah, that was our second drive. That finished off an eight play, seventy five yard drive for four minutes and twenty one seconds. So we're just chewing clock and scoring touchdowns on top of holding them to field goals. Yes, beautiful. So then our third scoring drive in the red zone. We had a it was set up by a fourth and one play at the 44. That was the love the dubs play. Oh my freaking goodness. I still can't believe that throw. We already went over it, but I, I still can't believe it. 45 air yards on that throw, by the way. Mm. Uh first and ten at the eleven. Uh we did a quick run with Dylan. He got minus one to the twelve. And then Love just decides to have Watson make another highlight real play, and he absolutely dogs this kid. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, just insane. Uh, so when you add up, you know, we, we also had one play, one play outside of that. And that was the sack that love took. So when you add up all the plays, we had 28 total plays for 217 yards and three touchdowns in the red zone. That's 7.75. We had the ball on those scoring possessions for 16 minutes and 24 seconds. Damn. On that's just touchdown drives. 16 minutes and 24 seconds on oh, touchdown okay, drives. Drive. You said in the red. like So those are all our touchdown drives. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole yeah, drive together. yards in the red zone. We have like 10 touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that's 16 minutes and 24. That's of our 30-32 total. Yep. So outside of that, <laughs> at least 14 minutes and 8 seconds left, right? 8 minutes and 43 seconds of that 14.08, we had field goal drives. When we had the ball, we scored. Plain and simple. Reggie said that second touchdown to Watson was goosebumps. We were we were all speechless, to be honest with you. Like we were all in the, the group chat that has the four of us in it. We were all, we like none of us knew what to say. Um, <laughs> we like we were all shooketh, yeah. speechless, just out didn't have the words to describe like how nuts what we just saw was. They they didn't they didn't give us enough time to recuperate ourselves after the pass to Romeo. I'm just going to say that. We, we were still getting over that. They yeah. ran a play with Dylan for not, minus one. And all of a sudden, Love's like, fuck it. Let's do it again. Like, well, what is <laughs> just going on? Down. <laughs> so this is like – and like those plays by Love, look, he's not going to be 
um, as good as like this game all the time, right? right? But the fact that he's showing he can do this for a stretch, what they need to do is they need to capture that. Yeah, yeah. And then like make sure he can maintain that to a certain degree, mm-hmm. and we're golden. Like we're in really good good yeah. position. You know how many NFL teams are probably like, what the hell, man? Like why is it why is it continuing? Like well, I seen someone like. Um, from the um, I don't know if you guys seen the show Breaking Bad, but someone tweeted out after the the um, oh, the, yeah, where he's like, like keep getting away with this, keep getting away with this, <laughs> or like the Stewie meme where he's like Packers are Bears fans after watching Jordan Love, and then you just see Stewie put himself in bed, turn his back, and he just <laughs> starts crying. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Cody said that throw sent Simon out into the Alaskan wild. I bet it did. Um, third down, I mean, not a lot of different things going on on third down either. Packers were five for 10 on third down, 50%. That's above the 40% goal that I set one for one on fourth down. I will say now they were four for five on third downs in the first half, 80%. That is very high. Second half, they were one for five on third downs and one for one on fourth downs. But let me go through these because I do think it's important to not just be like, oh, they were one for five on, on third downs in the second half. They sucked because there's more to it. So the first one was a third down and eight. Um, Jordan Love threw a pass to Jaden Reed for seven yards. I think in this situation, they knew they were going for it on fourth down because they were in that kind of like 40, 45 yard line range where it's like no man's land. So that's where they went for the fourth down to Romeo Dobbs. So they converted on that drive anyways, even though they didn't do it on third down, they converted on fourth down. The next one, they were got into a third and 16. Uh, they had an incomplete pass. So they did punt on that drive. The next one was third and 10. Uh, that's where the sack came in. And again, we'll talk about this a little bit into the um, the coaching and the Jordan Love part of it, but they that was kind of um, planned on that part of it um, just to keep the clock running. Oh, no, sorry, that's later on. That's the wrong one. Um, and then they got a field goal on that drive. Then... They had a third and one. The only third and the only third down they converted in the second half was the old love shove. Love that, dude. I seriously love that. That's so much better than Tush Push. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it sounds way better. It sounds way less something. Um <laughs> <laughs> then the third and six, that's the one where the sack happened. And uh both of those um previous two that they didn't convert. Uh, both did end in field goals. So, I mean, you look at it, the the first one they didn't convert, they converted on fourth down. Second one they didn't convert, they punted. Then the next one they didn't convert, ended in a field goal. The next one they did convert. And then the last one they didn't convert, ended in a field goal. So they'd missed four, four, four third downs, but they still got 13 points out of these drives with the touchdown and the two field goals. So right. still pretty solid on third down. Um, Bryant. How did special teams do on Sunday? Uh, more of this, please. Um, oh. can like, I guess you. I don't want to say it was a perfect game, but nearly right. Like there was nothing that I can immediately comes to mind in a negative on special teams. Uh, and uh, Andres Carlson, that kick after the sack was huge because that puts us that put us at eight point different, right? We can't lose the game at that at that right. juncture, right? We can they can tie it, but they cannot beat us right there. So that that field goal is absolutely huge because they were going to have to score a touchdown either way and what right. that google does is makes it if they do score a touchdown we don't lose we have another swing at it right um two punts in the game 
one down to the three point the three third three yard line right before that half. So even if they had, you know, a 12 second drive like they did against the Bills in them, they didn't really have a chance to take it. And then um, his other punt, the only other punt Whelan had was inside the 20. Um, Nixon had an okay game, couple, you know, 30, uh, you know, he averaged 30 yards per kickoff return. You know, other than that, I mean, it was just good. It was nice to see Carlson, you know, because it's so easy for young kickers to start spiraling out of control. Like for him to have this game where he has a perfect kicking game, that's probably going to be huge for his confidence going forward. And we're going to, you know, we're going to play a lot of close games like throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the year. We're playing like everyone wants to, you know, you can crap on the Giants fine, but they, they've, they've won two games in a row now. You know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah. they, their defense has played tough. Yep. So it's not going to be a cakewalk. And right. especially with we're riding high right now. You know what and, I mean? We just, and it's like, in their like, building. And it's in their building, exactly. And I'll show, I'll tell you something. I'll give you a stat later about that, too. Okay. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to say one thing. By, by a special okay. team. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing on special teams. With Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell healthy, it means a little bit more of Isaiah McDuffie on special teams. I love him on special teams. He, that dude, he fills in wherever he's needed. And I think if we're talking about, you know, we, we talk about the underrated performer trophy. Like if there was a guy on it, like Isaiah McDuffie could be the defensive guy and Zach Tom could be the offensive guy. Like those are the representatives on the top of the trophy for the underrated performers of the year. Isaiah McDuffie, absolutely fantastic on special teams. Are we just resting Quay this week, by the way? I haven't heard much about him, but I know he's missed practice twice in a row. Yeah, I've seen him limited. I don't know Is if they're limited or did not practice. Yeah, I've, I've, well, I think he was limited yeah, yesterday and then didn't practice today or maybe the other way around. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear Lafleur talk about Quay at all today. I heard him talk about Elton Jenkins that they're just being cautious with him, but uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. Obviously, all right. He'll play then. Yeah. So on the secondary, Keyshawn Nixon did give up four receptions on six targets, but only thirty-two yards. Plus, um, he had the interception. So there's that. Carrington Valentine was only targeted twice. He had a pass defense and then one reception allowed. For seven yards, so people are just not throwing at Carrington Valentine. He's he's been fantastic, and credit to Gudikins for finding that dude in the seventh round. Yeah. Uh, Samuel said, "I hate how all the TV shows keep saying we have an easy schedule remaining. They not realize that two of those games are divisional games. Absolutely, and Chicago, they're probably wicked pissed that the Packers are still five hundred in what's supposed to be a rebuild. The, re- so the reason they're going to want to they're going to want to stick it to us." Yeah, I was going to say, Cohen, it's because the combined record is 20 wins and 40 losses. So when you right. look at it that way, I mean, we have the easiest remaining schedule by win percentage. Right. Um, just saying I don't that. Say easy schedule. I mean, Arizona just um, who they beat last week, and then you turn around and then. Uh, Arizona beat Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh yeah. lost to the Patriots. Yeah. And then. Uh, Bengals going and beating Jacksonville when Jacksonville, you know, Bengals are starting to back up quarterback in Jacksonville, like any given Sundays. Any given Sunday, exactly. That's the thing is like the Packers on paper, they're probably going to be favored in, in probably all of the games they play for the rest of the year. Except they for are. Minnesota. They're favored in every game. Okay. Isn't um, that game in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. So that probably gives them two and a half. But even still. They're going to be favored in all these games, but I, I'm willing to bet that none of us predict any of the games are decided by more than a touchdown. No. Okay. Not from head, anyway. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and then carry. Uh, 
Corey Ballantyne struggled a little bit. Teams are targeting him. Uh, having Jair healthy would be a big boost for the team. Uh, I will say Ballantyne, we broke down the one play that he had where he read a screen really well on Pacheco. That was a good job by him. But he was targeted nine times. Like, cue the principal from Ferris Bueller saying nine times. I <laughs> uh, gave up six receptions. Yeah. Only gave up 46 yards on those six receptions. So uh, a little bit of bend, don't break in this situation. That 46 yards was the most given up by any player. Nobody allowed more than 46 yards in coverage this week, wow. which is impressive. Hey. Now, here's the thing is that obviously the Chiefs had guys gain more than 46 yards. Enter Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey getting his is literally a product of what we know that he is best at and that's finding the open spots in the defense. Travis Kelsey is absolutely goaded at that. Yeah, he is. Open spots. That's what makes him and Patrick Mahomes so good together because they find the soft spots in the defense. So there's there's no stopping that, really. No. Um, and then Darnell Savage did play 62 snaps out of 68. That is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Darnell Savage... No training wheels. He's just, he's back. I like that. And then on to the tackling. You guys are going to like my segment for tackling. Packers only missed six tackles. One tackle missed by six guys. So it was isolated. This is what I said to that. (laughs) I concur. Six missed tackles. Hell yes. That's how you play player missed all six. What did you say? Did you say the same player missed all six or not one? No, no, no. no. Six different guys missed okay. one each. Oh, okay, yeah. So That's it wasn't like, you know, this player had four of the six missed tackles and we need to get him off the field. It was just six guys at different points of the game had one missed tackle each. And the other players are good. They're going to make you miss once in a while. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, the other team has a say in it. They're all football players. Isaiah Pacheco's a beast. He is. And his play style did get him banged up, and he's not playing this week, which obviously I'm not saying is like, oh, you know, the Packers knocked him out, but like he, he plays rough. He plays he hard. I have a comment about Chris Collinsworth, I want to say, but uh, not right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you in the chat later. I was going to say, yeah, maybe, maybe off screen. Um, so Jake's <laughs> covering for Simon for the defensive line. So Jake can just uh, rattle off the rush defense, the D line, and the pass rush. All right, so three segments in one. Here we go. Ready, break. All right, so I'll start with run defense. Run defense, we gave up 25 carries for 148 yards and one touchdown. It's a 5.9-yard average. Pacheco had 18 for 110 and one of that. So, I mean, we were just talking about it. That guy runs hard. Uh, There was one play where he wasn't even on the ground, and his offensive line was pushing him for, like, 12 yards. Yeah. Yeah, and Collinsworth. Was Collinsworth freaking, is just going nuts. He's like, "Oh my, look at Pacheco! Mind. He's going. Look at him going!" It's like neither of his feet are touching the ground right now, dude. I'm like, bro. He's like, he's like when I carry my daughter to to give her a bath. Like he ain't doing none of the work right now. Cody's I am proud of Van Ness. Lose two to two win teams. That's true. Back to back. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'm uh, proud of Van Ness showing promise. I have a feeling. Like a four day span too, Cody. They lost the two two win teams in a four day span. Uh, so they got that going for him. Um, Mahomes had four for 26. He had the one kind of longish run. That was kind of annoying, but he does that to everybody. Uh, Kadarius Tony had one for six. Uh, 
Uh, Edwards Hilaire at two for six. I don't know what happened to that guy, but he's just non-existent now. Probably out of the league when his contract's done. Or he'll get one more look by another team. Then if he doesn't stick. Uh, then... Bill Belichick will pick him up to use him in a, in a four-man running back committee. Yeah, right. Um, I love when uh, Kadarius Tony was running and Quay Walker decided to freaking choke slam him like he was the Undertaker. That was hilarious for me. <laughs> um, but you know the run defense. We know that that's probably the one area that we we struggle, and we're we're just gonna keep trying to improve upon it. I'll say that in terms of the defensive line, I think that some of the guys are getting a better push than they were early in the year. They're they're yeah. figuring out gaps they're using their hands a little bit better so when you go to the run game and you go to the stops we had nine stops in the run game four of them from kenny clark so after we called out kenny clark he turned into the man that we believe him to be yeah and it wasn't like we were calling him out and calling him trash tyler and i talk about this all the time on wednesdays we're giving you constructive criticism like legit constructive criticism not just criticism the thing is when we do that it's it comes from a place of we know that you're capable of more. Yeah. It's it's not that we're like you suck, it's more like we know you're better. Yeah. You're it's a different cards, shift. Man. It's like trying to push them forward as opposed to pulling them down. Agreed. Agreed. And that's what constructive criticism should be. You right. Should be able to tell somebody, hey, you're lacking in this area. I know you can do this. Okay, yep. go do it. Prove it. That, exactly. And Kenny Clark has absolutely been answering the call. Uh, four of the nine run stops from Kenny. Brooks had one. Slayton had one. That's just from the D-line. Nixon, Savage, and Campbell finish it out. They had one apiece. So nine total in the run game. So they're getting better. And the DBs are willing to to tackle now. That's a nice thing. And, you know, Tyler and I talked about it uh, the other day. Uh, everybody rallying to the football. That's something nice to see, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler and I rewatched the game together, and that was – one of the first things that we both pointed out was, man, look at all, look at all the yellow hats. Look at all the yellow hats. Look at all the yellow hats on this one. People hustling to the play. Two-point conversion was the biggest one that stood out. Yeah, yeah, secondary has surprised me so much. Like with, I knew Valentine had a chance, but Valentine's been playing well. Nixon's solid for the most part. They're all yeah. willing tacklers. Like, Owens is a bit of dog, dude. I think Stokes has a pretty good chance to play this game, but I don't. He hasn't been activated yet, but he's been full participation. Like. That's good. It's going to be interesting what they do with him. Jair, I don't know what's going to happen with Jair. But like, if those two come back, I hope they're willing to tackle like these other dudes have been. Yeah. Yeah. Can uh, I we'll say see. something on the run defense quick? Because you kind yeah, of right. mentioned that, like, it's it's a problem, but they're getting better. My thing is, is that you know that the run D is a problem. So I would make tweaks to the scheme to fix it. But... The Packers have been a pretty good pass defense team. So you don't want to try so hard to improve the run defense that it then hurts your pass defense, and then you're not good at anything. Yeah. Okay at everything. Yeah. So the Packers are essentially saying, we're going to give you you know, these short runs, and you might break a long one here and there, versus we're going to give you big-ass chunk plays in the passing game and let you go score touchdowns in three minutes. Do you want to know what that reminds me of? If I can make a comparison to basketball, that's like defending the three-point line and giving up the, the lane. Essentially, no, or saying take all the floaters you want. Exactly. Yeah, that's essentially yeah. what that feels like to me. It's it's a bend, don't break. Yeah. So you know the run defense, you know it's still a problem, like we said, but honestly, it's it's improving. And I just want to say about Pacheco, 
as tough as he runs, I could tell that guy never took a boxing class because that was a horrible left hook. Dude, okay, so this is one of those scenarios where, like, we're separating the player from the person. Like, I respect the way that Isaiah Pacheco plays. Absolutely lost all respect for him as a person. Because Keyshawn Nixon put his ass on the ground on a perfectly legal block. And he was mad, bro. He, was he so got mad because Keyshawn Nixon owned him, babied him, so rocked him perfectly, pancaked him all completely legally. And then Pacheco got pissed. I will say the little extra, like, hey, eat some more eat some more dirt is probably what pissed him off a little bit. But that's just funny to me. <laughs> that's funny as hell to me. Darian uh, said, up on the pass rush, I'd like to see more from Kingsley and Igbari. I'll say, as far as Kingsley and Igbari goes, he might not be doing quite as much in the pass rush as he did last year. He was frozen out of playing time, very injured. But he's he's getting a little bit better at setting the edges on the run, which is huge because that was something yeah. he majorly struggled with early in the year. I'm going to get into the pass rush right now, okay? So we go to the sacks. Five of them. Man. <laughs> Van Ness. Wyatt, Gary, Clark, and Smith. That's two from the D-line. Uh, Wyatt is up to four sacks. Clark and Smith are at six. Van Ness got his second career sack, first since week one. And Rashawn Gary's up to 10 now. I will say that Van Ness had the quickest sack from the Packers, 4.3 seconds. So the potential for this guy is just going to be stupid. We're going to have Gary and Van Ness just absolutely wrecking havoc on offenses, and it's going to be all mamma mia. <laughs> you go to the quarterback hits. Van Ness again shows up. Kenny Clark shows up again. Kenny Clark and Van Ness both had one apiece. They're both also at five for the season. You get to the hurries. We had eight. Kenny Clark leads the leads the group with four of them. He has 30 on the season that leads the team. Enigbari had two, so great job by him. Uh, he's up to nine on the season. So for a guy that's Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kind of, you know, finding his way in and out of the lineup and playing limited snaps. He's still making an impact. Devontae Wyatt had one. Uh, he's up to 24. That's tied for second on the team with Rashawn Gary. And Brooks had one. He's up to 14. So everybody producing all over, up and down the lineup, linebackers, D linemen from the nose tackle position, doesn't matter. Everybody's producing. And the pass rush is, you know, it's not just about sacks. It's about quarterback hits and hurries as well. So uh, they're – they're definitely making life tough for opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bryant, how about the red zone defense? Uh, kind of what, you know, so two, so two of the three sacks we had on the, the night, I mean, all three of the sacks we had on the yeah. night came in the red zone. Two, two of them on one drive, another on the other one. Um, and those are the, the red zone drives in the first half, right? So the Chiefs were two for four on the red zone on the night. And what happened on the ones we got sacks on, they didn't score. And that is literally the difference of, of the game. So um, so the two for four red zone was huge for us. And then the two point, because we can't like, you know, downplay the two point conversion stop. If they score that, make that, and it's 14-14, it feels a little bit different at that point. I'm not going to lie. Um, so 
that that's a pretty big stop too. So just those sacks in the red zone wasn't were insane. So a uh, great job by those guys up front. Uh, kind of talking about what Cody said, the lateral quickness. I feel like both of uh, you know Van Ness's sack on the season, he's been chasing the quarterback, and I feel like the quarterback thought they were going to get away, and they just did not get away. Um, so Fields and Mahomes are his two sacks. Yeah, pretty good. So pretty athletic. Well, one of them's good, the other one's fast. But um, so. <laughs> so uh yeah great great red zone defense yeah absolutely um jake third down defense so third down defense break this down third and three and shorter they had four attempts they picked up all four third and four through six so that third that third medium area they went one for one so if you go from third and one to, to third and six they're five for five that's not great you get to third and seven, that's where they start messing up. You make things a little bit tougher. A couple sacks in there as well. They went two for six. And then you get the fourth down, and this is really what I want to talk about because they had one fourth down attempt, and that was the last play of the game. They are not, I repeat, I'm going to look directly into this camera right now. I'm not going to mm-hmm. look at either of you. They are not calling pass interference on a Hail Mary. Ever. Ever. Please, please get over that. Never. My son comes home from school on Monday morning, and he tells me, Oh, this YouTuber told me they should have called the pass interference because you fl- there was a flag where you pushed over Kelsey. I said, Aiden, do you know how many Hail Marys I've seen in my freaking life? A-, a million, okay? You know how many times I've seen a pass interference on a Hail Mary? Zero times. Is it – wasn't on the, the fail Mary? Was, wasn't our player like crazy push too? Like it's yep. just not going to happen. Yeah, and he touched the ball first. Yeah. Yep. MD Jennings, I'll never forget. Shout out. Should see if he wants to be on the show once. That'd be awesome, actually. Um, but my thing with this is too, Travis Kelsey, when he gets contacted, doesn't even like try to go for the ball in any sort of way. He just like flails forward and then bear hugs Devondre Campbell and pulls him down. Yeah. So anything you want to say that happened there is just offset by Kelsey pulling down Devondre Campbell, anyways. That's them knowing they get a call a lot of the times and him just praying that they get it there and just crying. Right. Yeah. Um, Cody said, "Do they stir their water with a wooden spoon?" <laughs> I'm just gonna let that be what it is. <laughs> okay. On the coaching, all three phases, fantastic. Offense got a little shaky in the under a minute drive with uh, with the penalty and the negative two yard run, but a great punt put the Chiefs at the three yard line. Didn't give them a chance to get any points. Matt Lafleur. When I say this word in all caps, like bold in my notes, Matt LaFleur was absolutely cooking on Sunday night. Yeah. Absolutely cooking. In his bag, dude, he had everything. Everything going. And we've we've talked so much over the years about the amount of pre-snap motion that he does. Kansas City had no answers for it. Like, yes, they stopped, like, two plays of it. But over the course of the game, the amount of, like, guys taking a couple steps this way, guys having to look at motion going over here to the play that's then going over here, that stuff, it slows down the off, like, it slows down the defense by just a second. And that's all it takes for the Packers to then have a play going in the other direction. Or having, I like, this is one of the things that 
I see get brought up on on outlets like the QB school where love having a guy motion across, it moves a safety just a few steps to the right. That opens up the middle of the field then. Yeah. Stuff like that. It, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it really is. Because when you're talking about the NFL and the margin of error being small, having those extra two, three yards of space to throw a football, it's a big difference. That can be the difference between a wide receiver getting killed as his hands touch the ball or having an opportunity to catch and run. So those things are important. Matt LaFleur, absolutely cooking. Still undefeated in December as a coach, too. 16-0 now. Did you see what NFL posted? I did not. They said Matt LaPerfect. I love that. <laughs> also, for all the people that think that, that love and, and, and LaFleur, they don't want to win, I present this photo to you. I love that picture, I dude. I love that picture so much. Don't, don't you ever say they don't care. Look at this photo and tell me they don't give a shit. Ah, I dare I you. That picture. When this was that amazing. taken? That's what'd you say? When was that taken? Uh, Sunday night. I don't know. I just took a screenshot from Packers uh, app that I have in my phone. <laughs> they have I a lot of cool photos on there. It is cool, man. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely love that. We're seeing okay. some crazy stuff, man. Then on time of possession, Green Bay had a slight edge by 32 seconds, and they ran two more plays. And I will say this on the, as far as the time of possession go, Packers scoring was about as balanced as you possibly could have it. The Packers scoring by quarter went – oh, it was before the game. Um, um, the Packers scoring by quarter, 7-7-7-6. Seven, 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 like that? That's balance right there. We, we talked about it for probably three, four, or five weeks in the middle of the season where the Packers have been a second-half team but they need to be a first-half team. That's, like I said, 14 points in the first half, 13 points in the second half. It's about as balanced as you can get. I will take 27 points every single game. So Cody's talking about Mahomes to DeVito. It's almost like going from Schwarzenegger to DeVito, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to say on the team before we use Jordan Love to transition? No. Okay. Jordan Love... Baller. Absolute baller. Bryant, what stood out to you about Jordan Love against the Chiefs? I don't know how it's possible, but I feel like we're turning around saying, hey, he's played his best game as a pro <laughs> for, for the fifth week in a row. Um, yeah. And look at this. Back-to-back primetime games against teams where I think we were a touchdown underdog. He's gonna mm-hmm. he's rolling into his third primetime game. Now we're a touchdown favorite or whatever it was yep, i want to like, see yeah. how he like handles that stress but this dude just won two huge huge primetime games against what people arguably said you know top teams in the you know top couple teams in their conference yep. um so i want to see how he handles that the throws the dobbs and watson are just insane but the thing that i'm seeing from him, he's playing in so much rhythm right now like okay. he's throwing the ball before they're breaking he knows where he wants to go with the ball watching him I change mean. the plays at the like he's using that hard count. Thank you, Rogers. Uh, I want to say something about Rogers a little later on, but uh, thank you for, you know, he taught him that he's changing the plays. He's getting him in the best spot to succeed. He's attacking the middle of the field. Like, I don't know what else people want to see from him to be like, Holy cow. If he plays the next five games, like he's played the last five games, we are going to extend him sooner rather than like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Samuel summed it up perfectly. He said his complete command of the offense looks like he's been running it for years. Cause he kind of has. Yeah. Don't forget that 
Rogers didn't, you know, wasn't at camp and stuff the last two, two, three years or whatever. Like Jordan has had a lot of time in this. He just didn't have the actual game time experience, and exactly. that's going to come with nerves and everything. He's settling in and he's making crazy off-platform throws. When he's in rhythm, he's just zipping it in there. It's, it's. I like. I expected him to be good, and I told a lot of people. I think you're gonna, you're going to be a little surprised. You know, people are down talking to him, and I think we've all had that positive outlook. Mm-hmm. He's surprising me even. Yeah, he's exceeding our expectations. Like, I can I can look at it after the after the show and we can kind of see where we had him projected but i think we had him projected for like 27 touchdowns and like 12 or 13 picks yeah. he's gonna he's gonna beat that yeah he is he's gonna throw for four thousand yards probably 30 touchdowns he'll and be close yeah. on the four thousand yards but i think the he, he's on pace right now for four thousand forty thousand are 40 and like 33 so, oh, <laughs> so he's got yeah. a lot of wiggle room but yeah right yeah <clears throat> okay jake what's the to you about jordan love it is really hard to put into words how incredible this turnaround is from a guy who at times will make a play and you're like, wow, man, like he's got, you definitely tell he's got the arm talent, he's got the feet, right? Like he's making big time runs. Like he's, he, he had a run against the, the Falcons where he's like, we needed the juice. So he decided yeah. not to go down. Right. And you love the guy off the field because of how the way that he carries himself, you know, going from a Brett Favre, <laughs> Five away. He is five away. The the, the Bears' leading passing touchdown season is twenty nine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and you go from the growth from a, a week two. You know, he had some some down weeks. He's throwing interceptions to lose games on Monday Night Football. Uh, we lose to the Broncos. Everybody's kind of out on the Packers. And then, like Brian said, man, and I wrote that down too. I feel like we keep saying that every week is his best game. And the anticipation, the accuracy. And the thing that people don't understand about accuracy is sometimes they see a ball thrown. They're like, where was he throwing that to? Every once in a while, you have to throw it to a spot where a guy's supposed to be. You're not just supposed to throw it at the guy, right? That's, and that's part of the anticipation and accuracy in one, right? So everything is just improving for Jordan Love. And it really seems like the sky is the limit. There was a conversation I had a couple of years ago with when I was a Pepsi merchandiser and I, I had to cover Nina Festival Foods and I was talking to the grocery manager and I was like, what do you think Jordan, we should do with Jordan Love, right? This is right after Rogers, you know, winning MVPs and we're going to NFC Championship games. And he said, we should hold on to him. I think he's going to win an MVP in his career. I thought that guy was fucking nuts. <laughs> I told him, I was like, dude, you're fucking nuts. We're going to have a third quarterback win an MVP? You're crazy, man. Tell you what. I feel like I'm crazy for not believing in him because this kid cares and we should all care about him too. Yeah. And I'll say this, it goes, it goes worth mentioning that the pass catchers play a part in this. Yeah. Because they're all young guys too. All of them. Yeah. And they are all improving too, which then helps Jordan love, which then helps the pass catchers back again. And that's where the timing and anticipation comes because Jordan Love has to be able to expect guys to be in certain spots at certain times. And with guys getting better at the execution, which is something we talked a lot about, a lot about. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the Raiders games, the Broncos games, those games where Jake and I broke down plays where it's like when they have these plays, when they end up executed the way that they're supposed to be, they're going to go for big games. Yes. We are now seeing the fruits of those labors of going through that. And people keep bringing up too, 
well, if the Packers had won the Broncos game, if they had won the Raiders game, if they had won the Falcons game, the Packers aren't who they are today without having gone through those losses. They are not the same team if they hadn't gone through those scenarios, those tough losses, those learning moments, those building moments. They're not the same team today if they don't go through those games. So it's it's necessary for them to be where they are to have gone through what they've gone through. You don't get battle-tested without going through battles. So for me on Jordan Love, against the Chiefs, made four big-time throws credited by PFF. Three of them were under pressure, and all four of them were for 20-plus yards. Did you like guys see the numbers? Have you seen his numbers against the Blitz this year? I've I have, but I don't remember them. It's it's just, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was disgusting. Have you seen his numbers against man defense? Tyler, I texted that to you. You remember that? Yeah, you did. All of his interceptions have come against zone. He has zero interceptions against man defense, dude. Uh here, under pressure in this game. When blitzed, he was 12 of 16 for 97 yards and a touchdown. No, I mean on the season though. Oh, on the season. Let me see. I'll pull it up once. That's filthy. All I know is I think <clears> he had four touchdowns and ten interceptions against the zone. And all of you know, he had like 15 and 0 against man. So I mean he just eats man defense alive. So please, Giants, play man defense. Um, when blitzed, he's 92 for 151. That's a 61% completion percentage, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Eh. Maybe it was against the four-day or the last three-game, um, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. That, but that, like that, improving, and it was the numbers were just really good. Yeah. So even um, though I mean it's not like that, that's bad. That's bad. What you just said either sixty-one, six touchdowns, mm-hmm. zero interceptions. That's pretty good too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to write this some of these things down. Jordan Love is currently thirteenth in the NFL in passing yards. He's tied for fifth in passing touchdowns. He's tied for fourth in interceptions with Mahomes, Tua, um, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Dobbs. Cody, that sounds like refs. Yeah, it does. Um, he is 14th in QBR, which oh. middle of the pack. It's, not bad, know, actually. Not bad. For his first year starting, I'll, I'll yeah. take it. And he is 10th in expected points added. Damn, that's pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> like we... I'm pretty sure he's over the last three, three, he's in the top half. If he has one one more good game, like the way that he has been, I'm willing to put him in top twelve ish. Yeah, quarterback. I think over the last three games, they said he's pretty much. I think he's been like the best or the second best. Yeah. I think Brock Purdy is really good too. Having really yep. good last stretch, like last three games, like he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep, right? yep. and Dak is up there as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's been fantastic the last three weeks. I will say this is a, a really weird year in the NFL for quarterbacks. That's why I think Tyreek Hill has a, one of the best chances to for yeah, a quarterback to win MVP. Dude, yep. if he if he gets to two thousand yards, one hundred percent he should be the MVP. Absolutely, yeah, one thousand million percent. There's yep. no chance that he doesn't. I yep. don't give a shit about an extra game. I'm sorry, but a quarter a quarterback in the mid thirties for touchdown passes should not win a. MVP. You're talking about like Rodgers or Mahomes when they're throwing 48, 50 touchdowns in a 16 week season when they're winning their MVPs. Or I don't 45 and quarterback. I don't think there'll be. I bet money that there won't be a quarterback that hits 40 this year. I don't think so. Unless maybe, maybe Prescott. 
maybe yeah, that's not a shot. he still has to have a pretty solid last five games to do that. He has to throw three a game and one game with two. Yeah. So he he could. Okay. <clears throat> last thing I want to say about Jordan Love, I have to go back because I said it at some point during like the um like the training camp part of the summertime. Mm. But I said it and it's <laughs> it's it's coming true a little bit where I asked for Jordan Love's play style to be a little bit of a mix of Brett Favre and a little bit of a mix of Aaron Rodgers. And we're seeing it. We're seeing some times where instead of throwing the ball away and and just, you know, having the ball at incompletion, he's given his receivers chances to make plays. That fourth down throw, he's given his receiver a chance to make a play. That second touchdown to Christian Watson, he's throwing that ball to the back of the end zone where only his guy can get it, and he's making plays. He's giving his receivers chances to make plays. He's trusting his receivers to make plays. And he's slinging that bitch. Brett Favre style. It just looks bit. so different. He's he's using the middle of the field. Like, exactly. I love Aaron and I love what he did for our team, but the not using the middle of the field always bothered me. Like, Jordan, hopefully he continues to do this throughout his career because it's opened up our offense a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like I said, he's got a little bit of a willingness to sling it. But he's he's also got you know some of the the timing and the anticipation and and taking care of the ball. Like yes, we've seen him have some turnovers. Some of it is in situations where he's trying to make plays to win games. But it it's a little bit of a mix, and I am absolutely here for it. Twenty twenty three Jordan Love has been better than twenty two Jordan uh, twenty two yeah. Aaron Rodgers. There's not much of a debate on that. So. Right. Broken thumb arrow. Broken thumb and ribs. Right. Yeah. And, and rib injury. That's that's why I didn't bring that up. But, yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to say on the Packers and Chiefs before we start previewing the Giants game? No. No. All right. Brian, what are you looking for from the Giants defense against the Packers offense? So, um, for our offense, the Giants defense has not played well. They're giving up 24 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um but the yards, their yards allowed are actually really similar to Green Bay, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they've been okay against the pass. Uh, the rush, they're all allowing 136 yards per game. Unfortunately, we don't, we might not have our best player in the running game. If Aaron Jones can play, this is like a chance for him to eat and kind of make up for the the loss of Christian Watson. Um, you know, they they've picked, they have had, they do have 12 interceptions, so uh, we do have to be a little bit careful. They can pick yep. off the, the um, you know the opposing quarterback. Um, they've only had 21 sacks, but 11 of those have come from Kayvon and four from Dexter Lawrence. Who scares me this game is Dexter Lawrence because we have seen Myers where he just completely whiffs on a block. Right, and the pressure is right up the middle. So uh, we need to make sure we have a, a plan for that. As um, You know, for rushing, for rushing, I, like I talked about, 136 yards per game, the most yards per carry, 18 rushing touchdowns, which is the second most in the league. Um, This is the one I wanted to bring up, though. So the Giants have allowed opponents to score on 61.9% of red zone trips, but at home, that number drops to 45%, which Hmm. is one of the top in the league. Um, So this will be a big game, you know, for running backs. I I just feel like we need to produce on the ground again. Um, I do believe in Jordan Love that he can get it done through the air, but it makes it so much easier for him. Like he's doing this stuff without having a very, very stable running game. Dylan has filled in nicely, especially the last handful of games, but that home run hitter at running back is a huge thing. So hopefully Aaron Jones is back. 
But overall, I think we just need to run the ball uh, and we need to score in the red zone. We need to protect the ball. Do not this the way this team beats you is by turning the ball over and giving them short fields. That's on the Matt LaFleur actually talked about that. He was asked a question about it today and he responded over their last three games, the Giants are plus nine in turnovers. So that's big. Packers had none last week. Jordan Love hasn't lost a fumble all year. Just knock on some wood real quick, but you, you brought it up. You brought up Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those two are absolutely uh, very, very good players. And Cody said Kraft, two touchdown game incoming. We'll see. Um, New York Giants, they have a good pass rush, but their statistics don't reflect it. So you would look at it and be like, oh, they're I don't remember exactly what number they're ranked, but they're not ranked very high in sacks. But they have good pass rushers. And their their names are gonna come up their, again. From their interception numbers, because people are getting rid of the ball quick and they're picking the right. ball off. Yeah, and that's a factor. It absolutely is a factor. Um, for my thing, I'm gonna still be keeping an eye on the chunk plays. I brought it up since the Chargers game. Um, they had 11 plays of 15-plus yards against the Chargers. They had eight plays of 15-plus uh, yards against Detroit. And they had seven plays of 15-plus yards against the Chiefs. So I'm looking for the Packers offense to keep getting those chunk plays. Jake, what are you looking for from the Packers offense? <clears throat> yeah, so you look at our offensive rankings. We're 17th in total yards, 18th in passing yards, 20th in rush yards, and 18th in, in points. Then you go over to the Giants' defensive ranks, 28th total, 20th against the pass, 29th against the run, and 26th in points given up. But they do have some X-Factor players. You guys brought up a few of them. Um, Xavier McKinney is not a joke at the safety position. He's a very good player over there. Uh, Bobby Okariki, I believe I said that correctly. Nicely done. Um, Been practicing all day. (laughs) Um, he's having a really, really good year. He has four forced fumbles and two sacks, I believe. Um, And he's been one of the best pass coverage linebackers in the NFL, according to next-gen stats. Um, So you might want to hold off on that Tucker Craft two-touchdown game because he's been covering tight ends really, really well. Um, Outside of the rankings, like I said, they got some good players. Packers just need to stay on schedule. Run the ball, stay ahead of the chains, let Jordan Love do what he does. Matt LaFleur, you cook. We'll be okay. The, the pre-snap motion, I brought it up last week. I know I did because I was there. The pre-snap motion, it helps negate the pass rush. Yep. And Continue to use it. I will say, Brian brought it up. I wanted to harp on it a little bit. Him using the hard count and finding out where people are coming from. and He looks like a seasoned vet, bro. <laughs> he was up there calling the shot. He was, I was ready to call him the sheriff, bro. He was going nuts. <laughs> He he's reminding it's he's reminding us of what he's been learning. Yeah. He looks yeah. like a player who's played about 13 games but has been in the system that he's in for years. Yep. So he's he's spent years learning the system and now he's getting his experience with it. The Packers I I and I said this when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, I don't blame them for trying to replicate the formula they went from from Favre to Rodgers. Nope. Like it worked out fantastic last time. The dude won four MVPs in a Super Bowl. I don't That's blame them for trying to replicate that process. We've yeah. seen tons and tons and tons of first-round picks flame out, already be out of the league. Like, one first-round pick, while while a valuable pick, is still worth the price to find out if you can replicate that formula. Look how many first-round quarterbacks get ruined because they get started too early. Kenny Pickett is trash. Mac Jones is trash. 
Zach Wilson is trash. Like Bears are it, hanging on by a thread to Justin Fields. Fields is done. Like Trubisky's trash. Like these play like Josh Rosen, Johnny Manziel are out of the league. Baker Mayfield yeah. has become a journeyman. Cam Newton is out of the league. Obviously, he won an MVP, but there is a very big difference between the NFL and college. All these people are like, oh, this college team would beat the worst NFL team. It wouldn't be close. No. It would not be even close. No. Like, so like stop rushing quarterbacks. Take your time on it. There are some, don't get me wrong, CJ Stroud showing that you can do it. Yep. But look at Bryce Young. Like they yep. stuck that dude in a terrible situation. It is yep. so bad that their head coach got fired because CJ Stroud is doing so well. Like, <laughs> it's it's bad for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. yeah. And there, there's we can go on and on and on through every single draft class of, of guys who were put in situations where they weren't given, you know, a whole lot of learning time and told to be the guy. I will say, though, the draft class that Love is included in, there's five quarterbacks drafted. Man. They all look pretty fucking good. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers' defense against the Giants' offense? So the Giants have given up the most sacks in the league. It's not close. So they've given up 69 sacks. (laughs) That's nearly six sacks a game. You want to know something? I have the percentage. Yeah, tell me. They give up – oh, this is disgusting. They give up up sacks on 16.39% of their plays. That's disgusting. That is the worst in the NFL by over 5%. That's like one nobody else in the NFL though. gives up over eleven percent. You know what's weird though? They beat the brakes off the Washington Commanders, and they got sacked nine times. They got sacked nine times and still put up thirty-one points on the Washington Commanders. How bad is Washington's defense? Holy uh, shit! But so, so yeah, so yeah, the Giants are far and away the worst at sacks. Green Bay, for reference, is number seven at five point five four percent. So yeah, doing a good job there. So so, but the Packers. I mean, excuse me, the Giants, because of those sacks, they're the worst offense in the NFL at 13.3 points per game and only 258 yards per game. Uh, they, they haven't really been able to move the ball through there, but I will say Tommy DeVito uh, has been playing well, and they have won two games in a row with him at quarterback, scoring 31 points in one of those games. That's one against Washington. But in those two last two games that they've won, he's been sacked 15 times. Uh, oh. I don't see them throwing right a, uh, beating us with throwing the ball. So really, just for me, be prepared to stop Barkley because he's talented enough to take over the game. Uh, if they bottle him up, it will it'll be tough for New York, I think, to do much. I do think we even if Barkley has a solid game, we can still beat him because I don't yes. think um, they can score enough. The only that's why we we're talking about don't turn the ball over. How they beat us is if we give them a short field because they can't. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. If we have the games we've had where we're pinning them back and we're like, okay, yep, you know what, we're going to punt here and not force it, but you're going to start from your own 8 to 10-yard line, that's big. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, field position is a real thing. Ready so that's what I'm looking for. They just try, you know, get after the quarterback and, you know, slow down the run a little bit, and I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, even if, even if Saquon Barkley gets his – there's, there's no shame in that. Saquon Barkley's a really good football player. Yep. Just like just like Travis Kelsey, he's a really good football player. You're not going to completely stop him. There are going to be scenarios where it's like, man, they could have had him, but they didn't. Saquon is good. The other team has a say in what happens. We don't just well, get to dictate our will on the other team, and they just get to be like, okay, yep, thanks for giving us nothing. Like They, they have say. Saquon. They're also playing the game. 
Yeah. There are Giants podcasts where like this is how we beat the Packers. Like that's that's a thing. Where is a road map for how the Giants can beat us? Exactly. There, there was a road map for how we beat Kansas City. Exactly. And okay. I, I, Jake, what are you I'm looking for from the Packers defense against the Giants offense? The Giants coaches are all about putting that roadmap, you know, into play. So yeah. they get paid a lot of money. All just end up putting. How do we how do we stop this offense? Well, they're 32nd in total yards at 258. They're 32nd in passing yards at 151. They're 18th in rush at 107. Only 3.9 yards carry too. Yeah, they're just they're just like not not great on offense. Hasn't been great. They were, I will say, worse with Danny Dimes. Still can't believe they gave him that nickname. Yeah, I'm laughing so hard. Uh, second of all, can't believe they gave him that contract. That is just unreal to me. Um, fields that contract. <laughs> yeah. Please. Uh, the Packers are 18th in total, 10th in pass, 30th against the run, and we're one below the Giants by 0.2 yards. And we're ninth in points. We give up 20 points per game, 20.3 points per game. How do we stop them? And I have the almost the exact same thing, suffocate the run game. Um, you let DeVito take his little check downs, rally to the ball, tackle, don't let big gains happen. Uh, they don't really have any X-Factor guys on the outside. I mean, Jalen Hyatt had a nice game last week. Uh, shout out. That's my guy from Tennessee. He's a big play guy. If he doesn't catch a, a bomb for 70 yards, he's probably not doing much. He's just a field stretcher. But, you know, I think uh, just suffocate the run. Saquon's going to break plays, like Tyler said. That's what makes Saquon Saquon. He right. makes amazing plays, and he has humongous. By the way, we get to see some of the most amazing – <laughs> uh, legs for, for running backs. Hey, dude, Saquon, huge quads. Obviously, you heard A.J. Dillon introduce himself on Sunday Night Football, Quad Squad University. Just the way you said it was a little sus. Hey. Okay, first of all, are you, 10? are you 10? Did you say sus? Are you 10 years old right now? What's happening? Uh, Give me them ham hocks. <laughs> my, my wife's a teacher. I had to throw it out there. She's like, I was telling my kids, and I was I was saying something that they were doing was sus, and they're like, ew, Miss Courtney, don't say that. You're like 30. <laughs> Dude, I just oh, hear Aiden. Shout out to my wife for, for being a teacher and for doing that. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now, you brought up some of these things, and you brought up the the playmakers. I will say keep an eye on their practice reports. I haven't so far, um, but Darren Waller has been practicing. Yeah, he's They're, a big big threat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Reggie said, is there any chance Taylor plays over DeVito? I heard he was practicing. Uh, no, Danny, uh, Danny DeVito is their starting quarterback. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Danny DeVito. It's more fun. Where's the gobble goo? <laughs> um. I'm just thinking about Batman Returns now. Thinking about Danny DeVito. Um, okay. So the other thing with the Packers defense, they are tied for the fifth lowest passing yards allowed per game. They are 18th in rushing touchdowns allowed per game. They only allow 0.9 rushing touchdowns per game. Oh, wow. So they're essentially allowing run one rushing touchdown per game, which isn't like egregious, and it's not anything to – like what I would say the perception is among Packers fans about what the run defense actually is. That's fair. Like, and I've said this a thousand times, I don't give a shit about yards. I care about points. And Joe Barry, even to his credit, at, at, during uh, today's press conference, he said the only stat that matters is the scoreboard at the end of the game. True. Okay. 
Uh, Bryant, what is the matchup that you are watching? I am watching this is kind of interesting. I just put Love Packer, Jordan Love and the Packers versus a recent crowning a little bit and their praise. Uh, can they avoid that letdown game and beat a team that really shouldn't have much trouble with? Like, like when you consider the teams they just beat, they really shouldn't have that much trouble with this. But this is where I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I really like what he said on Pat McAfee. For one, I want to give him praise because he could have easily did what, you know, Brett Favre did to him. No, he's, he's texting this guy after game saying, great game, like, good job. Very professional. Praising him. He's saying that it was his time. Like, he's seen him and he took care of him. So that's huge. And now he's kind of doing a little bit on the Pat McAfee show, right? They wanted Aaron Rodgers to come out and crown. He's like, can we just let this kid, like, that's a lot Jeez, of pressure we're putting on him. Like, like, stop crowning him, essentially. Like, let him play. And he didn't mean it in a bad way. People, I'm sure there was people out there like. He oh. meant the reverse also. Yeah. Exactly. Like he meant to not be like dogging him when he's playing bad, but also not yeah. saying he's, you know, the, the next Hall of Fame quarterback right exactly. away. Exactly. So, yeah. and so, and I'm sure there are people like, oh, he's just jealous or he's mad that Jordan's succeeding. He's not. He loves no. Jordan Love and he's, he's being it. professional. He talks about texting him after games. He talks about even when he wasn't able to watch the Kansas City Packers game, that he was running into the other room and asking for updates on the game from somebody else. Like yeah. he legitimately isn't invested in Jordan Love and wanting him to have a good career. And for him, Jordan Love learned a lot of, from Aaron Rodgers. It's clear. You can see that, right? Yep. Um, so we really owe a lot to Aaron, not only for what he did for the Packers when he was a player, but for what he's kind of helped do going forward, right? There's no way you can look at this and say that Jordan Love didn't learn from Aaron Rodgers. So, yep. um, so really, I liked what he said about that. And it's just kind of like, can they avoid a letdown? Like they're probably looking at the Giants like, yeah, we should smack this team, especially the way we're playing. Guess what? As soon as you have that mentality and Matt LaFleur has already started talking out against it a little bit, yep. you can get punched in the mouth. So that's my matchup. It's kind of like not a normal matchup, but that's what I'm looking at. I mean, Jake, we've talked about it a little bit with Badgers basketball about, you know, the, when you raise your level of play and you start building momentum and winning a lot of games in a row, you, you lose the title of underdog. And then you start becoming the team where it's like, okay, let's beat them because it makes a statement for us. There is a much different perspective from being the hunter to being the hunted. Yeah. A much different perspective. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah. So you want me to do my matchup? Yeah, go ahead. Rip it. Uh, my matchup is uh, Kayvon Thibodeau versus Packers tackles. And we're doing that little. Oh, you fucker. That's so close to mine. You, uh, I should have gone first. <laughs> um, Kayvon Thibodeau has 11 sacks mentioned already seven of those are at home so he likes to feast uh when he's wearing the big blue jersey (coughs) i'm just curious uh one two three four yeah they've played equal amount i believe it looks like i don't know they've played one two three they've played five home games and seven road games damn that's that's even wilder. It's not even like a 50-50 split. They've actually played more games on the road. Wow, so, I didn't even look that up. Seven so. sacks in five games at home. That's yeah, that's, that's a lot. Pretty wild, actually. So mine was Zach Tom specifically against Kayvon Thibodeau. And my reasoning there was Thibodeau had eight pressures in the Giants' last game two weeks ago against the Patriots. Yeah, coming off by. Patriots, not obviously right. not as good. But yeah. eight yeah. pressures in a game is good. It is. Giants are coming in rested too. You know they've won two games in a row. Like, right? People are like, have they're not going to make the playoffs, but they still have pride. Right. 
and it's still you still gonna have guys fighting for they have nothing to lose. They're playing the and all that. Yeah. Now the Packers are in a position again; they have something to lose. The Giants don't have anything to lose right now. Right. And there's a little bit of a revenge factor in it for the Packers too, because the Giants beat them last year in London. So really derailed our season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bryant, who is your X factor? So my X factor is, and I know Jake will like this because he was talking about it earlier. Kenny Clark and I threw in Devontae Wyatt a little bit, but the interior of the offensive line for the Giants has been absolute trash. It's time for Descent and Kenny just to like continue to feast. I know they've given up like 69 sacks. I don't know how PFF only has like their offensive line credited for giving up like 12 total sacks. I don't know how those numbers work, but the worst ones on their defense were, I think all interior offensive linemen have given up at least four sacks or something like that. Um, um, PFF has them at 38 allowed. Oh, okay. So whatever, a lot of those have come from the interior. I don't know if you can see that, how quickly you can see that, but I know a lot of them come from their two guards and their, their center. So I think Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark should have a chance to wreck this game. Maybe Carl Brooks. That too. Um, so while Tyler's looking that up, my X factor is I'm just going to tell a little story. The Giants are 0-4 in primetime games this year. They have been outscored 108 to 24 oh in prime time. <laughs> That's really fucking bad. Um, in my opinion, we got to get on them early. They might be like a oh shit, where it's happening again. You know, you you talk about this when you're playing, you know, bad teams in every sport, right? Baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. If you get on those teams early, they kind of go back and uh, hit, you know, factory mode where they're like, okay, we're just gonna go through the motions and. You know, let's play 60 minutes, blah, 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 right? So get on them early, punch them in the mouth. They probably won't punch back. So I did look it up. Um, the interior line has given up 21 of those 38. Um, and then uh, the running backs and tight ends are also factored in that. Uh, the tackles have given up 17 of those 38. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like they're strong anywhere, but the interior line is even in the fast way to the quarterback is right up the middle, right? So yeah. uh, I think that, yeah. you know, it seems like they haven't been great at picking them up. So whether it be tight ends or running backs, that they haven't been great at picking up those pass rushers when they do get through. True. Okay. Uh, Jake, who's your X factor? I just said it. Uh, get get on them early. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't pick like a specific that's, player. That's what I was listening for. I was listening for a player name. No, I was no, like, no. I picked like a like, – like, we got to get on them early. It's going to take a effort to, to get on them early. All right. So mine, mine is a guy who to watch on the injury report. Mine is Aaron Jones. So Ooh. Green Bay's offense has had two really good games without him. My question is, this is kind of a, uh, a leave your imagination go wild. Can Aaron Jones take the Packers offense a level higher even? 100%. Than yeah. 29. If you start ripping off long runs, the play action becomes even more like, okay. And Aaron Jones is, I still say, a top three dual threat running back in the NFL. You're talking about a guy that, okay, so what? They say Romeo Dubs. Who they say is the best wide receiver at breaking the tackle? They say Romeo Dubs. That's what they were talking about last week, right? Best rack receiver. I would say that would Aaron Jones is in that conversation when he catches the oh, ball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or he took, a, what, a 61-yard screen to the house in week one? Wow, that was more that was a Texas route, but yeah, he killed that guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my question. If if Aaron Jones can take the Packers from a place where they're scoring 29 and 27 points a game, 
to scoring 33, 35. Wow. That's, oh, man. It's, it's exciting to think about. You think Wicks is um, the best rack receiver? It's interesting. Wicks? I'm going to look it up. I'm just going to look it up. I have all the have all the things pulled up here. I'm just going to look it up. I think Wicks is pretty good. Receiving. Okay. Uh, yards after catch. If we're going like the, the best rack guy the last couple of weeks, <laughs> I like watching Tucker Craft, dude. He has not run away from anyone. Not any of us thought. Is it Heath? Yard, the yards after catch receiver is AJ Dillon. That doesn't surprise me, what? actually. I mean, he's got like a couple screens that he's taken for like 20 yards. So he's had some really long ones that factor in. But yards after catch, AJ Dillon, 206. Aaron Jones is still number two at 195. <laughs> Dude, he's the best. I, I was saying that shit, bro. He's the best rack on this team, bro. Then. Jaden Reed is number three at 192. Then it's Musgrave, Wicks, Watson, Dobbs. Then Tucker oh, Craft. I just like watching Tucker Craft run into people. He just does And the thing is, is he's he's coming coming along. Uh, he was saying yeah. Wicks is his X Factor. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I will say credit to AJ Dillon for the, the play against the Lions where he jumped over a dude while also absorbing a hit and then continuing to run. I mean that's like 15 yards after catch and after contact. So did the guy even hit him? He, he didn't move like at all. It's like the pads. The pads. Yeah, but it was a, a oh. grown human being. That's a good <laughs> X factor, Reggie, for sure. Especially if Watson misses. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Bryant, what is your key to the game? Don't turn the ball over. I don't think this team can beat yeah. us if we don't give them yep. points. Uh, Jake, what's your key to the game? All right. My key to the game, get the run game going. This is a pin. It's not one of my assignments yet. I'm predicting A.J. Dillon to get 100 yards. It'll be a second 100-yard game in his career. Do you guys remember his first 100-yard game? You stole, you stole mine from two last week. <laughs> oh, did I? I that was my uh, exact Simon says last week. He had – well, he's been trending up. I mean, he had nine carries for 70 yards against the Steelers, obviously a 40-yard run in that game. Last week, the 18 for 73, 4.1 yards per carry against a pretty good Chiefs defense. They don't miss a lot of tackles. But, yes, his other 100-yard game was against the Titans. He had 21 carries for 124 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Holy shit. No, that game was awesome. Yeah, well, as Devontae was cooking, like, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're not going to stop Derrick Henry. And we're like, yeah, we got to. Yeah, what did he have, like 29 yards that day? Yeah, we, dude, Barry was cooking that day because we were That's going nuts on the run. Uh, Reggie said, pressure the QB slash O-line, make them make mistakes. Absolutely. Love that. My key to the game, really simple. Just get the ball first. <laughs> three straight games, getting the ball first. Three Ws, they all started with the ball. Get the ball first. Go put yourself up 7-0 to zero right away. I don't hate that actually. I, I like mean, that a lot. I would do, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it a lot actually. Uh, Jake, what's the weather looking like? It's gonna rain all day on Sunday. But it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's gonna rain on Monday morning. We don't play in the morning, so the rain will stop mid afternoonish. It'll be thirty two degrees, breezy in the evening, mostly clear. Winds at twelve miles per hour. So. 
I just hate that bad. field, man. I hope we get out of there healthy. Like, not man, I was thinking the same thing. That field is terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bryant, uh, what is your first? Let's do offense first. Give me your offensive, Simon says. Okay. My offensive, Simon says, Packers have three rushing touchdowns from running backs on the season. They double that number this week. I'm going to say no. Jordan Love's been too good passing. Damn. I don't know what I want to say right now. I almost want to say yes. I'm not even going to lie to you. I like the numbers for Jordan selfishly because I want him to just keep balling out, but it'd be sick to see Aaron and A.J. Dillon you know, get like three combined touchdowns. Let me say this. If they get two, the third one, they're going to line up like Jumbo, and they're going to fake it. <laughs> probably. And that probably be another block and release. If they get two rushing touchdowns and they're lined up for a third one, and the Giants are like, fuck, like, uh, they're they're going to run a fake and they'll run like a block and release with a tight end because it's working fabulously. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we are I mean, living if, in the era where Aaron Jones had four rushing touchdowns. Against exactly. That's what I was just going to say. If we get into a situation where they're scoring 30 or more, then. Yeah. I can see it. Um, Reggie said two love running touchdowns. Maybe <laughs> we get a love shove in there. Oh, boy. Just love we, got, we got to go with it. We got to go with it. <laughs> Jake, you got an offensive, Simon says. I do. Simon's already saying no. <laughs> love, five touchdowns of five different receivers. Holy fuck. Okay. If he throws five, I absolutely could see it to five different guys because of how good the pass distribution has been. Uh, You're really stuck on this five touchdown number. Had it a couple of times. I want it. I want it. I I can see four. I can't do five yet. I want five. I want five different players gets touchdowns. Bro, if if Love is throwing five touchdowns, that's going to be a problem for all of us at home. If Love throws five touchdowns, we're doing that clown video, but we're gonna make it (laughs) towards Love. Fine, deal. I'll make you. I'll I'll give you that. That's a deal. Okay. Reggie said I wanted to say this, but I didn't want to sound crazy. <laughs> so there you go. Jake, let's do it for you. I'll um, sound crazy on for offense, you. This is, this is dependent uh, on Aaron Jones's health. But mine on offense is that Jaden Reed leads in receiving and rushing yards. Ooh. Only if Aaron Jones doesn't play. If Aaron Jones plays, then this is obviously not happening. That's an interesting one. I'll say yeah. Couple end around. He would have to break a super long end around for sure. Right. Or just a lot of passing and not using the run as much. True. Yeah, true. All right. Uh, Bryant, what about defense? Packers have five different players record at least one full sack for the game. I love it. Yeah. Pretty close to mine. I'm going to say my neck. Oh, you got it. You guys are involved sacks too? Yeah. Oh, look at us. Nice. All right. You go first. You go first. Mine is that Rashawn Gary has his third three-sack game of the season. Oh, <laughs> that's really close to mine. Are you ready? Gary and Van Ness both have two sacks each. Nice. Man, I, I thought about that one. No joke. I thought about something very similar. <laughs> that and, um, Gary each have a sack. But I feel like since their offensive line across the board has been so bad, like when they flex help somewhere else, someone else is getting home. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Reggie, who did Reggie? Who did, did you miss? Set a leg for somebody's. I'm guessing Bryant's, but 
they were so all Reggie, staff involved. Reggie, Brian, I said that I said that five player different players will record at least one full sack. Mine was Rashawn Gary gets his third three sack game, and then Jake's was Gary and Van S two each. Yeah. So we're just playing for like an eleven sack game. <laughs> uh, I want all of them to happen. <laughs> yeah, I want Gary to have three sacks, LVN to have two, and then three other three players other have players. one. That'd be sick. <laughs> Man, dude, if that happens, you could theoretically do that with eight sacks. And against Washington, they right. gave up nine. Yeah. Like it's literally possible. I mean, <laughs> I watched the Bengals play a game where Burrow got sacked like what nine, ten times and they won. Sure. So uh, Justin Fields has probably had games of that many as well. Yeah. Um dude, Reggie said I'm waiting for a Van Ness show. It's going to happen. He, he's going to just break out and have a monstrous game at some point. Think about it this way. He's already at – I know he's probably got more snaps. I don't know the snap count, but Gary had two sacks his first year. I'm pretty sure is what the number was. Van Ness is there now. Something like that, yeah. Uh, um, Lucas Van Ness right now. Has two sacks. Yep, he has two. I was looking to see uh, snap counts. Um, On the season – he has played 275 snaps. So it's not that much higher than Gary's, but it's definitely higher than what Gary was doing. Right. Uh, for reference, I mean, some other pass rushers like King Zanuck Bari has played 341 snaps. Um, TJ Slayton's played 477. Um, let's see. Kenny Clark has played 583. Preston Smith, 549. Um, yeah, the Smith lead the field pretty much double Van Ness's numbers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing, yeah, like half of the amount of snaps, so it's not like he's doing a little bit with a lot of snaps, he's he's playing limited playing time because he's he's a little bit of a project. So, uh, Bryant, what is your score prediction from the head? Uh, I put Packers, um, I had I changed it just a little bit, I'm gonna go Packers 23, Giants 17. Oh. Super close to mine. I have 24 17. 24 17. GB. Okay, well. Jake got him at 23 and a half. Got it. <laughs> for the people at home, week eight, the Green Bay Packers at a 6% playoff probability. If they win on Monday night, it goes up to 76%. That is insane, and you'll love to hear it. Yes. They're going to win from the head 28 20. Ooh, so you do have them predicted more than a touchdown. I guess a touchdown at two points. I just hope you don't give up 20 points to this Giants. I have one score. When you said touchdown, I thought one score. That's fair. Yeah, touchdown to two-point conversion is still a one-score game. Uh, yeah. Reggie said 31-17. Wow. I, like I would love um, that. Bryant, what is your score prediction from the heart? 27-13. I like it. I like it. Not super far off of mine. I have 30-16. to 30-16. to Okay. I have – I don't see it being much different than my, my head. I just – I think the Packers are going to win. I think they're going to win by 10 this time, 27-17. Yeah, I can totally see that. And here's the thing. I'm going to say it. I'm going to give the disclaimer. It is possible that the Giants win this football game. Yep. It is also possible that if the Giants win this football game, that the Packers can still make the playoffs. Let's not act yep. like it's not any longer possible. Yep. All right. That said, we just discussed for a whole long time of why the Packers can do it and how well they've been rolling lately. I want to thank everybody who has stuck around with us for the whole hour and 45 minutes of the show. Brian and Jake, thank you guys. We will see you guys 
on next Friday and go pack go Monday night. Yeah. Thanks for all the interaction. It's fun. uh, Yeah. Yes. Thank you everybody for commenting along as well. Peace out, Reggie. Have a good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.